0: Hello and welcome to the Salon Saturday podcast with Gillian Kelly, produced by the National Arts Centre English Theatre and coming to you from the Salon of Canada's National Arts Centre in Ottawa. I'm Sean Fitzpatrick. In each episode, we take you behind the scenes of a production playing at the National Arts Centre. We take a single aspect of the production, and artistic director Jillian Kiley chats with a guest artist associated with the production and an expert in that chosen subject. In this Salon Saturday podcast, Jillian speaks with Mary Vingo, director of the Glace Bay Miners Museum, about directing the production, and Kaylee dance caller Charlie Ingalls about the music and dance of the time period and how to call a dance. The Glace Bay Miners Museum by Wendy Lill ran in the NAC Theatre October 16th to November 3rd. For more information about the NAC English Theatre production of the Glace Bay Miners Museum, please visit nac-cna.ca. Click on English Theatre. And now, here are Gillian Cowley, Mary Vingo, and Charlie Ingalls.
1: Hi, everybody. Thanks uh, for coming to Salon Saturday. I'm Jill Kiley, the new Artistic Director of the uh, NEC. I'm amazed at how many people are here on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. How wonderful and supportive of you. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. uh, thanks for coming. And so I just wanted—the uh, first thing—we're we're, we're going to have a kind of adventurous uh, day today. Some of you are prepared for that, I think, uh, and some of you will find out how, how it's going to go as we go. Um, I'd like to introduce, as <laughs> as you already saw the pre-show, uh, my husband uh, Don and uh, my baby Josephine uh, and my sister Jean Marie, who are all here with me, um, and we feel very welcomed to Ottawa. Uh, Josephine, there she is. Anyway. She won't be falling down anymore today. <laughs> um, and also, welcome to the NEC staff who are here. Uh, hi, guys. Nice to see you. Uh, okay, so the uh, person I'm, I'm supposed to introduce is Mary Vingo, uh, who is... Uh, I'm, I'm going to stand, I'm gonna up, stand up I
2: feel like those seats are really low.
1: I'm going to sit down with you in, in yes. a second. Okay. but I did want to say that Mary uh, was uh, the first person in Canada to ever take a chance on me uh, which is true. Uh, as, a, as an artist when I was much younger, Mary was the first person to buy one of our shows out, outside of Newfoundland so she uh, she really gave us the boost we needed to become a professional company so and, and she was very, she had no idea I was saying this, but, <laughs> but she, was, uh, she meant a lot to me and has acted as a kind of mentor to me. Mary um, Uh, has the Order of Canada for many reasons, uh, but one of them is that she started three of three extremely important companies in Canada, uh, Eastern Front, Nightwood Theatre and Ships Company. Co. 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 Co.
2: Co. Many people started them. I
1: was wondering. But Mary is a very important person in Canadian theatre, so we're really honoured to to be working with her here. And, of course, she directed the production of Glace Bay Miners Museum uh, in its original incarnation and in this one that you saw last night or probably are seeing today. So, uh... So it's
2: lovely to be here.
1: So Mary and I are going to have a little chat and, uh, and then we're going to go on to uh, something adventurous. So Mary.
2: Yes, Julian.
1: <laughs> this is my first one. <laughs> Uh, Mary, you directed uh, Glace Bay Miners Museum 17 years ago. Can you tell me, uh, with the beloved Mary Colin Chisholm in the lead, if you remember, Mary Colin Chisholm was in the season, I think two years ago, is that right? No, last year. Last year. Uh, uh, Mary Colin was there last year, and uh, and she played the part of Margaret. Can you tell us a bit about the difference in your approach uh, and experience between that production and this?
2: Well, that production... uh it was a, a, a blur. It's actually a blur in my mind because like many new Canadian plays, uh, Glace Bay Miners Museum was put together very quickly. Uh, we were in Parsborough at the Ship's Company Theatre, which is a theatre based on an old ferry boat. And I had worked with Wendy on a number of plays uh, before that, up to that time. And uh, we actually were going to premiere a completely different play in 1995. It was called Under the Influence. It was about a political situation in Nova Scotia and uh, six weeks before the play was set to go into production, there was a legal issue and we got closed down. So we had a cast and a production slot and everything all there to go and no play, so Wendy and I were on the phone in the wee hours of the morning, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And actually, today, uh, Richard Starr, Wendy's husband, reminded us it was actually his idea. We couldn't remember whose idea it was. (laughs) It was his idea. Why don't you look at Bay Miner's Museum, because Wendy had done a radio version with Paula Dankert uh, back in the early 90s, and it had been successful, and so we thought, well, maybe we could make this into a play in six weeks. So then the cast, that was the weirdest thing, is we had three people cast for another play altogether, and we put them in this play, and guess what, they were the perfect people. But it was uh, really wild. I remember opening night, uh, the, the guy playing Neil said to me, he had no idea, he came out on stage, and he didn't know which direction he was supposed to go. <laughs> because we were rehearsing and writing as we went, right? So it was one of those, let's get this play up quickly, and, and one of those magical times when the right energies were there, and the thing worked, and it became was very, very successful, and then we went on to do it in a number of other venues over the next couple of years, but it was really... Um, yeah, not, not, too, not like this, where we had all the wonderful resources of the National Arts Centre and all the wonderful detail work that everybody could do, because there's time and, and resources here. But, um, but in both cases, magical. And I think that's because of Sheldon Curry and Wendy Lill, the two of them together. Uh, Sheldon's voices and Wendy's sense of structure and dynamic uh, come together in this piece. And so, uh, in that sense, not so different.
1: Excellent. Thanks, Mary. Uh, uh, Wendy Lil, as many of you know, is a well-known politician. And she's really um, well-known in her passion for fighting injustice. Uh, can you speak a little bit? Because uh, Mary and Wendy are our best, best friends, I think. Yes, we are. And Wendy and Mary um, have a, a, the same habit that myself and my best friend have. Uh, they walk around a lake together um, all the time. So mm-hmm. they talk through a lot of things. And... Um, um, Mary would know better than anybody. Can you speak a little bit about uh, Wendy's politics and how they play into the into the play and what you might see today? Because there's a lot of a political uh, undercurrent in it.
2: Yes, there is. Well, most of you know Wendy Lill was a member of Parliament for Dartmouth for two terms here in Ottawa. She was the uh, um, culture critic for the NDP, as well as the critic for disabilities. And she's a very... Uh, um, anchored person in terms of uh, fighting for social justice. And all her plays, if you know any of them, The Occupation of Heather Rose, The Fighting Days, Corker, Glace Bay Miners Museum, Memories of You, uh, All Fall Down, they all have uh, an element of fighting for social justice in them. Uh, they're not polemics. They're not uh, rants. They're always um, wonderful characters and situations and humor. and. Passion and, and uh, humanity, but there's always, in Wendy's writing, I think it's fair to say, she um, champions uh, uh, the underdog in some way. And uh, I know The Occupation of Heather Rose, which was her first big hit, was all about a nurse that went up north and worked on a reserve and went up to change the world and then realized that it wasn't that easy and that she was, in fact, part of the problem. And that was radical. It was written in the early 80s, and uh, she was one of the first playwrights to really take on those issues of our northern, uh, uh, our northern communities and some of the problems that they have. So I think that's really endemic to who Wendy is. Mm-hmm. She's uh, an artist first, but, but she has always championed social justice in, in all of her plays. Uh,
1: when working with uh, designer Sue Lepage and your husband Paul Cram, who's also here, Paul did the sound design for the show. Um, what, uh, what are the elements in the play in this particular production that bring the feeling or sense of Cape Breton to the stage?
2: Gosh, golly darn gee. Uh, the, there's a lot of um, found things in this production, like there's, there's uh, elements of the music which are, which are really, um, uh, you know, the, the, the real instruments in the real time, and then there's elements that go into a, a dream world. And I think it's the same with the set. There's, there's really wonderful detail work where the teapot is exactly the right teapot and the, and the helmet is exactly the right helmet. It's the real thing from a museum somewhere. And then there's other elements that are taking it into more of the surreal and, and the wider landscape. So we, we tried to, with both in sound and set, anchor it with some real, really, really super real things and then be able to work out from that into a whole kind of more more dreamlike or more, more um, uh, painterly feel. Uh, so that's what you see here. On the one hand, it's super realistic, but on the other hand, for example, with Sula Page's work, which is so great, she finds she's incredible with detail, right? She's, she's down there sanding the table with the with the props guys and she's you know, on every detail of the paintwork. But then you realize she's, she's slowly removing color so that the whole thing is kind of, of a tone so that when Margaret wears a red dress, if those of you have seen it, read this very incredible red dress comes out, Margaret just pops right off the set right, because she's withdrawn colour from the set. So that kind of um, work where you take the, 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 the absolutely right detail but then you move it. I think both, both Sue and Paul did that with the design concept. Mm-hmm.
1: Not all of the players are from Cape Breton.
2: No, they're not.
1: But one of them is. But, uh, but the pl- piece is written with a very, very specific Cape Breton brogue. Yes, it Cape is. Breton yeah. Accent. Uh, can you uh, speak to how the ac- actors tackled uh, the accent?
2: Well, that's always fun when you do this play. Sometimes they'll cast Newfoundlanders in it as if they had the same accent. Nothing makes us crazy. <laughs> it's like, well, there's Newfoundlanders up there. But anyway, uh, I didn't want any. No, no it's not true. Uh, but no, it is a very specific brogue, and not only that, it varies within Cape Breton. Like anybody here from Cape Breton? Hello? <laughs> Hi. Where are you from? Reserved lines. Reserved. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know then that the accent varies especially between industrial Cape Breton, which is where this play is set, and the Highlands, right, which are the, more, the old Scotchy people, as they talk about in the play. Uh, so you do hear a big difference. We were very fortunate, though, uh, in, uh, in this production, to have Francine de Shepherd playing Margaret. Francine is from New Waterford, so you can't get much closer to Glace Bay, then New Waterford, and she, of course, understands and knows this community. Just, her father was actually a coal miner, and he died tragically young, so she knows this story very, very well. And because we had Francine, I just didn't bother. I said, check in with Francine, <laughs> because when you have uh, And the others, uh, three of them are from Nova Scotia, so it's not like they're that far away. Uh, David Francis is wonderful, but he doesn't actually have to speak, so that's not a problem. <laughs> So, really, only Gil uh, was from outside the province and uh, Gil is just got a fantastic ear and he can always pick things up. And he actually sounds... We allowed him to sound more like the uh, Highlands because he's supposed to come from the Highlands, so he sounds a bit more Scottish. Um, but that's okay, because he's, he's almost a foreigner in their world, right? Because he's come in from the, from the Highlands. And there were a lot of Scottish trade unionists that hit Cape Breton around the turn of the century. And he's, I think, in some way a little bit modelled. Even though he's not actually from Scotland, he's definitely got uh, some of that Scottish trade union movement that did have a big effect in the mines in the, in the 20s, in, uh kind of in, was imported from Scotland, for sure.
1: Uh, One of the things that Neil does to make money is to play for Kaylee dances on his bagpipes. So we thought it would be fun for all of us to join Mary uh, (laughs) and learn one of these dances. So unfortunately, Neil uh, from the show can't join us on his bagpipes, but my husband and I play accordion and guitar. uh, And I can play a couple of, uh, we can play a Cape Breton tune. So uh, we've invited Kaylee dance caller Charlie Ingalls to teach us a dance and... uh, and that's what we're going to do with our salon Saturday. How about it? <laughs> so, uh, so, Charlie, I'm going to hand it over to you, and, and I hope you're going to dance. Because then we'll get into the
3: mood for the, for the show. Cayleys are always fun. Does, does everybody know what a Cayley was? One of the ladies I was dancing with uh, said, oh, this is just like the Irish Cayley dance. And it is. Irish Cayleys and Scottish Cayleys are very, very similar. Uh, sometimes dances are exactly the same with different names. Sometimes they've got the same name and they're different dances. But, uh, but you do basically the same thing. But the idea behind a Cayley is it is a party. People come and entertain. And uh, somebody will bring their fiddle or their squeeze box or their guitar. They'll sing. Then everybody will get up and dance. But it's not totally organized. It's just as the mood takes them. So what we're going to do now is we're going to do... One of the dances that would be done at a that I learned when I was at school um, for a school dance, Uh, it's lots of fun. We're going to play it relatively slowly because uh, this is again E.C. and it's Saturday afternoon, Um, not uh, not 10 o'clock at night in Cape Breton. Uh, But if you'd like to take your partner and form what I call a longwise set, which is a set that goes down the floor like this. And the men are on this side facing the partners who are on this side. And what we're going to do is a dance that has several names. It's called Stray's P, but most people know it as the um, Strip the Willow. Ah, some people have heard about Strip the Willow. All right, if you'd like to take a partner and come up on the floor, then we'll do Strip the Willow. All right, I think we can get two rows in, so one row here, up and down, and another one over here, up and down. Yeah All right. Uh, now, the thing is that we're on a hexagon, so lining up is difficult. <laughs> um, if you'd come over here, and then turn and face your partner don't let me touch. You. Okay. No. All right, and f- face your partner, so you two face each other. All right, and the next two people line up with them. So, so you line up here, and then you go back a little bit. Just come in. Yep. I'm just trying to get a straight line. You see, with a hexagon, it's difficult to get a straight line. OK. All right, so, and, and take a step backwards there, just to the edge there. All right, I just want to get, give you enough space. And over, keep going over, and over. There we are. Yeah, that looks much better, good. And can we do the same over on this side? All right. But uh, come up here, and what we'll do is we'll take some people from this side over to this side so that, uh, were, that we're even. And now you've got space to breathe, right? Yep. Breathing is important in dancing. All right. So there we are. If, if you do this well, Gillian's going to recommend you're part of the NEC dance program next year. <laughs> All right, um, now this is called Strip the Willow. Uh, and it's uh, same, same type of music, uh, about the same pace, but you're going to be turning people a lot. And there's two ways to turn people. And I'm going to show you both. And whichever you and your partner feel comfortable with is what we'll do. So if I could just take your spot for a second, And sure. um, we'll demonstrate to everybody the two holds, all right? You can either take your right hand in your right hand And just hold the elbow and turn the person around like this. So that's one option. Another option is you can cross your right hand over the top of your left hand, and you can turn this way. I don't care which one you do. As long as you and your partner agree, we're all right. All right. So thank you.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: Yeah. All right. So what happens is now I'm going to call... Call your numbers. Okay. So you're going to be called first couple for now. You'll be called second, third, and fourth couple. First, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Don't worry, we'll will incorporate everybody in it. Alright, so step back again, step step away from your partner now into your straight lines. All right. The dance starts with first couple, the people at the top. And what you're going to do is you're going to turn each other around by whichever handhold you decided for eight steps. So just turn each other round for eight steps. Just keep going round, and round, and round, and round, and round, and round, and round. All right, now, what's going to happen is that the lady is going to go down the men's side and turn each man in turn. All right? So if, if I, can, uh, I can, just watch me and I'll demonstrate if you could take your spot. We're going to turn round eight times. And once, once we've turned round eight, eight, eight for eight steps, you're going to give your left hand to second man and ter- just turn him round. There we are. And then come back to your partner to make sure he's not left you. And then turn your partner round. And then you, at the third man, you're going to turn them. And then, no, no you've got to turn me each time. You don't want to let me get away. And now, and you'll be doing the same down there, but you'll do it for five people. All right? You can handle that. When we get to the bottom, we're going to turn around again. All right? This time I get to go up the lady's side. All right? So you just follow up the middle. And I'm going to turn and turn and turn and turn. And we get to the top again. All right? Let's, slightly dizzy, so, we're, and we're not finished, but it's okay. Once you get to the bottom, you get a rest. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, would you like to just get the feel for that as well? Just turn, turn around, and then, then the lady turns the second, second man. So turn the, yeah. Oh. Go one more time around, and then turn the second man. Oh. No, you've got to give him your left hand. Oh, okay. It works beautifully if you give him the other one. Okay, so turn him round. Now turn your partner right hand. Okay, and then go down to the third lady. So you're sort of just moving down the set, uh, Third man, rather. Third man, no, the other hand, left, right. No, you, you're, you're, yeah, they're dancing. They'll involve you when they need you. Okay, yeah, and then you go to, and then you turn your partner again. Yeah, and then you turn the, the last lady they the last man. And then you're at the bottom and you turn all the way around until the man is facing the fifth or the fourth lady. And yes, right hand turn that person. And then turn your partner. And then turn the next person up. And you keep, no, you just keep going around. Oh, she's just, doing it. Yeah, she's doing it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're going to turn her. Then you're going to turn her again. And then turn and turn, and we're back up the top again, all right, and you'll, you'll turn again, but I'll tell you. All right, so let's go to the beginning, and we now have four people who are experts at this, so we're going to watch them, all right. The rest of you be biddable, in other words, if they come to dance with you, dance with them, but don't <laughs> dance with them too long or they'll get off track. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to play music. And uh, I'll tell you when to start. Turn for eight, eight counts. And then work your way down the man's side, lady. And then turn at the bottom. Work your way back up the top. All right. Turn. Just the top couple. Now turn the man, turn in the middle, turn the next man, turn in the middle, turn the next man, turn in the middle, and then turn at the bottom, turn at the bottom, yeah. Yeah, that's right. There we are. That's it. You've got it. Well done. Good. All right. Now, that's half the dance. (laughs) (laughs) The other half, you're actually going to do, uh, it's like rubbing your tummy and patting your head this part. If I could take your spot again, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Now, the lady is going to go down the men's side as you did before, turning the men left hands, right hands in the middle. The man is going to go down the lady's side at the same time. How does this work? Okay, so we turn, then we give left, left hands, The other, the other one, yeah, yeah, (laughs) turn and then we turn in the middle and then we do the next one and then we turn and we do the next one and we turn one more time and we do the, the last couple, you've got one less couple there and then we just turn at the bottom again and then go to our own side and we finish the dance. And when the people at the top see that's happened, they start, all right? Okay, so come to the top and let's try it all the way through. Now, the one thing you've got to watch is that the people who are participating but not the dancing couple, the first couple, are always going to turn by the left. All right, always offer the left to the dancing couple. As long as you do that, they won't go wrong. Don't fight with them <laughs> or arm, arm wrestle but as long as you offer them left, it will always work. All right, so we're going to do it all the way through. So you'll turn at the top, down the men's side with the lady turning, turn at the bottom, up the lady's side with the man turning, turn at the top, and then work your way down, man, lady, man, lady, man, lady, and get to the bottom and do another little turn to your own side, and we're finished. All right, thanks. (laughs) Ready and turn. Now work down the side. No, just just the lady. Yeah. Yeah. The original one. Yeah. Turn. And turn at the bottom. Yeah. Turn. And up. Turn and up to the top. You come into the top. You turn into the top. Now work your way down. You turn, turn, yeah. and then turn in the middle. And turn. And then just turn and finish on your own side. All right, wait wait for a second. And then you do it
2: again?
3: And then now you do both sides at the same time. So turn, yeah, so turn, and then, okay, right hand, turn, turn right hand, and then turn the person on the opposite side. So you're gonna turn that, that lady there. Okay, turn, and the next one's And turn, turn in the middle. That's it. Now you come to the top and you get to do it. Yeah, turn. And lady, turn the man. Uh, lady, turn man. Left hand. That's it. You just turn it. Just keep turning. There we are. Good, that's it, you've got it. Now you're going down the opposite side. Left to the opposite side. And then right to your partner. Right to your
0: partner.
3: And then next one. Left. Huge up couple. So, you can, so right. you can turn by the right. You turn by the right. Give left hand to that person over there and now turn her by the right turn her by the right there we are okay. turn that's it turn in the middle turn the next people take that lady over there Down the side. Left, yeah. Yeah. Give left hands here. That's it. And right hand in the middle. Then left hands. You all had a turn. Oh, good. Well done. They're behind because there's five of them. So I think they can all be made honorary Cape Bretoners now. I think they did really well. There were some variations on a theme there. However, as the evening goes on and the whiskey gets more generous, that's what does happen in the dance. It tends to change form. Anyway, that's a, a feel for some... Uh, Scottish ceilidh dancing. So I, <laughs> uh, some, somebody said to me, uh, one of the ladies who was just dancing, said, "This is like square dancing." So I thought I'd maybe expand on that because I was actually watching one of these dances on YouTube this morning. If you want to, you can watch them all on YouTube now as well, um, and. It was an American who'd been at a wedding in Scotland. And she put on it, this is what Scots do at a wedding. This is how they dance. It's just like our American square dancing. And I thought, no. American square (laughs) dancing is like Scottish (laughs) dancing. (laughs) We were doing it 300 years before they even (laughs) thought of America. (laughs) So uh, the square dancing you see over here is actually a combination of what the Irish and the Scots brought over. We were dancing this at half speed, by the way. This it would be double speed. Uh, Americans can't handle that kind of speed, so they slowed it down into square dancing. That's where square dancing. But it's all got the same roots. So thank you very much. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you have too.
0: That's all for this edition of the Salon Saturdays Podcast. Don't forget you can subscribe to this and other NAC podcasts by visiting nac-cna.ca slash podcasts. There you'll find our past episodes, subscription links, and instructions on how to subscribe. You can also easily find us as a free subscription in the podcast section of the iTunes Music Store. If you'd like to stay in touch with news and updates from the NAC English Theatre... Sign up for a free e-bulletin by visiting nac-cna.ca slash email alerts. You can also find us on Facebook. Become a fan of the NAC English Theatre on Facebook by entering NAC English Theatre into the search bar. Until next time, this is Sean Fitzpatrick saying goodbye from Canada's National Arts Centre in Ottawa.